0: Boop, boop, Play last year, so so this is big for me um, personally. I got to, I came a month before UIBL with the New York Lightning. I didn't get to show my real talents. I came with no no offers, and I know that I I, I, I needed I needed those and I deserved them and to to be able to play this year and be one of the, the, the best team in the state in the CCC after getting blown out. Everybody doubted us. We came as a team that whole week. We had a a, a meeting as a team and to come and get this for Coach Smith. Catholic would have won this four times in a row, and after, after I cried every night not being to play at Northwest Catholic. My dad didn't let me go to Windsor. It was, it, was a, it was a big year for this to happen. This year is great, but we're not done. It's awesome. When I was eighth grade here, watching them play, I dreamed about this coming in and to finally be here and meet our goals. It's awesome. It's great. The, that fire, man. The fire from last year in the conference tournament, and both of those just light like fire on us. And we want to win. We don't want to feel that feeling ever again. So we're going to do everything we can to. to win. It's going to be a good one. At all, right, all. So we, we, we um, the horizon is going to be set for us, and um, make sure to be at East Capitol.
1: Everybody and welcome once again to courtside with Joe Morelli. Joe Morelli is the head boys basketball beat writer for the for Game Time CT and the Hearst Connecticut Media Group. And I'm your host Sean Patrick Bowley. And welcome, welcome, welcome at the top of the show. You heard a little bit of a little bit of sound bites from uh, all the great East Catholic Windsor games from last year, including the state championship game. Uh, but they, you know, you also heard a little bit from the CCC Championship last year, and that, you know, what that means? That means it is it's time for the rematch. It's a whole new year, a whole new season, lots of different faces have changed, and all sorts of good stuff. The game tips off as we record this in less than
2: eight hours. Yeah, or, or so. Six forty-five tonight, and we're taping it. We're running around ten. Yeah, so
1: yeah, and and to joining us on the show, make sure you stick around for this, or put it on before as you're going to the game. We will have the head boys basketball coach of East Catholic, the number one ranked East Catholic Eagles. Yes,
2: Luke Riley. Luke Riley joining the show for a third time. A that's, third time, or that's that's, that's, that's uh, third? No, because he came on during the season. He yep. came on after they finished number one, and. Now he's back at number one. After he has surpassed
1: two. Ken Smith
2: again. Kenny Smith was
1: tied with him on appearances with two. And now Luke's going to make it a third straight, a third a third, uh, show. So, it, listen, we're all fired up. It, it, it's a game everyone's been talking about since the start of the season, since Windsor's been number one. Joseph, how are you? How you doing? Good. Morning. are you fired up to hit that I, game? I am because
2: these are the games you look forward to covering. And, again, we've talked about alluded to it, and how – They were supposed to play on December twentieth of two thousand nineteen, and and Windsor moved it back because they were getting ready to go play in the uh, Battle of the Villages tournament down in Florida, where they lost three games and dropped out of the one spot and went to number two. East Catholic, which was two, went to one, so it was one versus two. Regardless, Uh, was one point last week. Sacred Heart, Sacred Heart, and Windsor were tied at one point. Right, it was close last week, and I think people seeing, you know voted more for Windsor this week and obviously the, the gap between them and Sagerhart has uh, grown it'll be interesting to see what happens to the loser of this game where they go in the poll uh, but that's for the voters to decide me being one of them um, I would think East Catholic
1: being undefeated drops to it, two If it, it, yeah it wouldn't drop very far I, Windsor I think I would drop would them take, to two
2: Windsor it. yeah Windsor might depends Yeah, depends on how if it's a close game last shot he, they may stay it would be, it'd be weird with four losses I'd give you, but, again, three of them were in. But they have been struggling. Windsor hasn't been at its best. I mean, two overtime games against Hill House, against East Harford, almost losing to the Middletown. They have struggled a little bit. So so we'll see uh, how it goes. Uh, expect a big crowd. Get there early yeah. if you are going. It's, I mean, we're going to get there. We're But, you know, the fans, I would I would get there for the JV game. Yeah. Because it was sold out last year, and this is the game everybody wants to see, at least up north. Now I don't know how many people are going to travel from our neck of the woods, New Haven. Probably not a lot, but if you're fans of those two teams, get there early, get yourself a seat. They'll be worth waiting. For. Yeah,
1: even Windsor has picked up a first place vote. And, you know, no, they've been had to, it. They've had it. Yeah, I mean, meaning, meaning, they've had this first place vote. They still have one. East Catholic has the other nineteen. Yes, sorry, um, but. Uh, the kids have been talking about it all all we already talked to Primo Spears about it. he's fired up i mean they lost the state championship last year they got zoned to death riley pulled the zone out on them after getting crushed by their shooting their their long range shooting That's in the right. ccc and, championship and
2: they and they kind of fed into the zone by t- settling for jump shots and as coach smith likes to say they didn't listen to what we were telling them and you know i, I again i thought it was a great game i thought it was, it, I, yeah. mean, I honestly thought windsor was was on the doorstep of trying, but East Catholic was leading the whole game. To me, the best game of the of the lot was the CCC final last year. Not no, because Windsor great. won, but because it, the show that Primo put on and the fact that East Catholic came all the way back and had that shot. And you had the video of it. I'm sure you know where that yeah. video is at the corner. you he a little bit. The was of he shot? fouled? Yeah. Was he? Yeah, exactly. What was what happened on Jalen Hunter's shot? You know that, that was a big topic of conversation. If he makes that shot, they win the CCC too. So yeah. Um, Anyhow, it's going to be a great game tonight. It's the only time they meet during the regular season. Yeah. Last they meet. year they
1: met twice. And, and no, it was only once. Oh I was, it was mistaken. Only it was
2: four times the year before. No. Okay. Four, so four times in 2018, including the CCC final. but then East Catholic goes into the Division one quarterfinals undefeated at Buckley, and Buckley, and Windsor hits the shot from the corner to end East Catholic's dreams in Division one. And then in, Windsor, the next round, loses the Sacred Heart, who loses to Notre Dame of Fairfield. Um, right. And then last year they faced each other three times, once in the regular season. And um, it's at, kind of it's interesting that they're playing at Windsor for the second straight year. I don't know. I don't know why they're not at the Eagles right. Nest. I don't really understand. See, I don't try to figure it's that probably, out.
1: Probably it's probably because of the way they it was. This was the round where you redo it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then they just kind
2: of set it up that way. It just it happens. I mean, it, it does. It, it I'm glad they're playing. I'm, and I'm glad they're playing January 28th versus December 20th. Right. Because we'd have so much more to look forward to tonight than we would have. If they played already in right, it would have been
1: a real buzzkill if they had done it in December yeah. because, like everyone's, you know, you're just getting off
2: football. Yeah, primo he, Spears would he have even uh, how yeah, good I a mean, shape
1: was because uh, he plays receiver, right? For yeah, and- I mean, their season ended. They didn't make the state playoffs, but still, but but yeah, that's not that's a that's a tough turnaround. You know, you got to get your legs under you, gotta right. get your basketball legs. Um, so they had a little chance to do that. They went to Florida, got to enjoy themselves on there, and lost a few games. Yeah, <laughs> um, but they but, got
2: an experience against playing against a lot of Division I talent, and, uh, and, and I think that is only going, going to help them when you play that kind of talent in a game like this, in the games – as we move on in the season, yeah.
1: we'll and we'll talk to Luke Riley about that. Like I said, third time on the show, so uh, I guess we'll get him a, a, a flower arrangement yeah. or a I'm food sure you basket. have something. I'm sure you have something. Uh, from but the- I'm really fired up to get there. I have not seen a game of Windsor personally. I have not. Uh, I don't even think I've seen a game. No, I have been to East Catholic, so that's that. But I'm fired up to get up there. The day of New London game day crew is going to be broadcasting the game. Online uh, for everybody on YouTube. You can get a link from theday.com uh, the or you can just go to GameTimeCT. We'll have it as well. You can find it on Twitter. You can, you're going to be able to see this game live without, you know, if you can't get a seat, don't worry. You're going to be able to watch it even if you're sitting in your parking lot and put it on your phone. <laughs>
2: and we <laughs> have in advance, great. we have a tail of the tape and uh, yeah. a lot of good stuff online. So go to GameTimeCT.com yeah, so when you get off the air. and this, When you're on your way to the game or on the phone at. at uh, at
1: Windsor. Should be should be fascinating. It's kind of taken over for, like, you know, down here was the Hill House-Fairfield uh, uh, prep rivalry. That was really the one that everyone couldn't wait for over the years. And then uh, this is kind of taken over as far as statewide of anticipated matchups. But let's get to the top ten. We will talk about those two teams I just mentioned in a second. Yes. Um, let's get to the top ten. East Catholic and Windsor, number one. Number two. Number three, Sacred Heart, which is what they're at 115 games. I think they're 116. It's 115, yeah.
2: 115 games, and uh, they faced, they're at Crosby again on Friday, and if Crosby can stop it, it could be Nick Jelly's 700th career win. Oh, really? He's at, he's at 700. He's at 698 as we oh. sit here
1: right now. So that'll be that'll be fascinating. That's, that should be uh
2: it, it won't be easy at Alumni Hall because they they're gonna have to play a lot better than they played against. Sig heart the first time.
1: Much much better. Uh, number four, undefeated in our name, Squeaker again. The, now they looked like they were going to roll through West Haven. Man, you were at that game, and then West Haven, to their credit, came flying back. Well, you saw
2: the first one, and I guess yep. it was a carbon copy of the of that game, and uh, pretty much. I mean, they said it was closer this time, and yeah, they had three point They had a chance to tie the game. And they didn't make it. and uh, Obviously, Notre Dame was able to pull it out of the fire. They, they look like they look like a deer, and the, the Green Knights look like deers in headlights against the press. They really did, struggled. Yeah, and maybe that'll be good for them. I don't know. And they and they pulled out and they pulled out another squeaker the, a, a, a few days before against Fairfield Prep. It's my understanding that the Fairfield Prep kind of ran a deliberate offense, and obviously they tried to shorten the game against a team like Notre Dame and West Haven. And well, I think that scores Notre, a lot of points. And I yeah, think 48, Notre Dame 47. is going to see stuff like that. Oh yeah. I think they're going to. I mean, listen, Notre Dame's got the most talent, to me, in the SEC, at least from what I have seen. Yeah. So, you know, teams are going to try to slow it down and try to take the air out of the ball. I would. It's not – and as as Jason say, said to me, it's not the coach's fault. They were supposed to do that. It's – he. he bemoans the lack of a shot clock, which can be a whole nother podcast. Yeah. But that's not happening anytime soon. But you got to play within the
1: rules now, so you yeah, got to figure so. it out, Coach. I mean,
2: no, you know. I listen, I think Notre Dame will be fine. I mean, they, they won at Prep, and they won at West Haven. Regardless of how it went, still two road wins. And in the SEC, as we're going to find out in a couple seconds here when we talk about the next couple teams, it's not that simple to win on the road in any league, especially the SEC. Yeah, uh, number
1: five is NFA. They they beat Weathersfield. They beat East Lyme. Very anxious to see what they're all about. They're kind of hiding in the weeds there at number five, but uh, doing very well
2: NFA. They play East Hartford on Friday night. Yeah, so at there least, you go. They, at least they're, they're scheduling tough. They knew they were going to be good. They knew they had to the play, outs well the, play some teams out the outside the ECC to get ready for the Division One state tournament, and NFA is doing that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Number six is Immaculate.
2: Everybody's like moaning our poll. Oh, boo-hoo. Why is Immaculate still ranked? They lost to Danbury. Yeah, I know, and maybe the SWC is not that strong. But they won ten in a row, and they've Nelson Maggio does a really good job with that team. I don't know how good they are, but you win ten in a row, and you go ten and one, and you're going to find a spot in the poll. So they're here now, and we'll see how the ALA goes. They got some three a, a, a road game stretch, with Bunnell and Barlow among them. So we're going to see how they are, but so far they're doing fine.
1: Then we get to number seven Hill House, which had an interesting week. I went up there to uh, to Xavier. Yes, they, they shot lights out. The two guards were playing great uh, at, at their top of their games. You know, Xavier just had no answers for them. They tried to keep up, couldn't keep up. So Hill House felt pretty good going at that game. Going down to Fairfield Prep, which Fairfield Prep, you know, what can you say? You talked to Fairfield Prep. Well, uh, I do. and they beat and they. It, beep, and they, and they you know, you talk about those that massive rivalry, and you know, you you had a feeling that you know maybe let's see what Fairfield Preps got with Hill for Hill House, and sure enough, they they beat them 53 to 50.
2: Well, here's the thing. Now, as we mentioned, they they almost beat Norman West Haven 48-47. Oh, they knew how important the week was, and then they go and they beat Hill House, and again, now the first time they played them was also a three-point game in favor of Hill House, so they had some confidence that they could win that game, and they were able to do so. And Mike Papali is in the second year. Of uh, the former Sheen and Xavier player, former assistant coach and player at Southern Connecticut State under Scott Burrell. Um, He's This guy's dad on the staff, another former longtime coach in the SEC. And he's doing a nice job. Now, obviously, as I indicated, it's, it's the last time. I mean, Hill House Prep is, was such a great rivalry. It was the rivalry, as, as you indicated. Yeah, Earlier part of the decade. Yeah, I mean, in 2013, they went in the state final. In 2014, Prep beat them four times on the way to the state final. where They had didn't lose until the second half against Birchport Central mm-hmm. when they collapsed. Um, and then they win it the next year. And then obviously, they, the two of them kind of trade. Was, that was the game in the SEC for a while. And it's the last time they're going to face each other in Alumni Hall because, as we know, uh, Alumni Hall is going under renovation. And they're gonna, I think it's going to be called the Convocation Center. It's supposed to be open, I believe, in the spring of 2021. That should be fun. Yeah, and uh, obviously, we, it's going to be interesting to see where uh, – Teams play for the time being, but it was the Robbie look forward to. It's not the same when, and obviously, fair prep, prep at four and seven. They still need to win four games to get to the state tournament, yeah, and to the SEC tournament, yeah. So, th- very big week for them, you know. You, you get yeah, that, it's, it's, it's confidence booster, Sean. It's huge.
1: You like have we, to win. You have to. I beat was sitting there from. last week going, as this game approached, I'm like, prep Hellhouse. like, or actually, it was at the Xavier game. Um, and just quickly, Xavier yeah. did a re- as a lot of schools did. Did a really nice job for Sheila Binesky. Uh They left flowers, right. the Roses on a seat. And Sheila
2: Bineski who passed away, the queen of Connecticut high right. school basketball, as we indicated in last week's podcast. Uh, right. And I actually went to the really quickly. I went to the wake, and then I got there. We got there early, and I think there were a lot of people in line. Buto Montelli was there. Oh my god! Kenny Smith was there. A number of referees was there. Jim Vaughn from Glastonbury was there. Uh, Coach Lombardo from. Uh, the old Holy Cross coach was there. And, um, you know, again, and then obviously we indicated last week, he's a great person. And, and, and Frank, was a great man. Hopefully, we'll, this is the kind of East Catholic would be the kind of game he'd be at. We don't know if he'll be ready to come out and see games yet, but hopefully he will. Anyway, yeah. you said Xavier. No, I mean, uh, just
1: quickly, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious if we'll get to see Frank. We really, really hope we do. Um, I did not, wasn't able to make it up there, but I sent my. So I feel
2: it's s- a long, I mean, just for s- the people who don't know. Go to Bradley Airport, yeah, and, and go north, <laughs> about ten minutes, and think now, to think about this couple who saw one hundred and twenty-five games a year coming from Suffield every night of the week. Most people think that's crazy and nuts, but they would go to Trinity Catholic like it was nothing. They would go to Greenwich or to to Fairfield or to New Haven like it was nothing. Yeah, that's a long way. Yeah, that's yeah, a long commitment. And again, you are retired. You you your your you kids are gone, and it's different. But that's what their passion was, and hopefully for Frank, it still will be. Just so, just to kind of get what I was at, so I remember talking to
1: uh, one of the guards after, Hill House guards after, and I said, uh, oh, who you guys got next? He he said, Fairfield Prep. I said, oh. I go, oh, man. Prep, what's Prep? I haven't heard anything about Prep. I couldn't tell you right. one thing. And I guess the point being is that they were completely off the radar. They were living, sure. you know, they were on some island somewhere before they had that win. Opened a little bit of eyes against Notre Dame. So that was a big, big week, as you mentioned. You know, maybe that's the confident boost. They need to get that program going back in the right direction. Right. Uh, number eight is, is Prince Tech, Kazel Stewart. 27 points, 13 boards, 5 assists,
2: and 4 blocks against Buckley. And they beat an the undefeated capital prep team. Or one yeah, cowboy team last night. They're facing another one in Fitch on Thursday. Um, I think that's a if I, if it wasn't Cross Hill House, I'd probably go would probably try to find a way to go watch yeah, Fitch maybe and I'll, head up. Maybe I'll And head uh up. and again, obviously listen, they they're playing again, we're talking about scheduling outside your league. Prince Tech knew they were gonna be good and they're scheduling good teams outside their league and and there and are some there.
1: guys, there are some players to go. I mean, you know, it may not be the greatest. You know, I, I know we say this every year. Oh, it's down, it's down, it's down. I mean, I, 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 there are some players out there. Yeah, there are. know, there certainly are. I mean, maybe not the, as, 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 you know, in the past. We're going to see
2: some tonight. Yeah. He's
1: got the Windsor. You, He's you, got, you're going to see some tonight. But you have Casal Stewart. You have a, uh, at, uh, and we'll talk about him Bristol too. Bristol Central. The seven footer at Bristol yeah. Central. Put on me. i am mean, seeing Ali. Every time I turn around, there's another highlight reel from him, I mean, it's just, it's, yeah. he looks like he's a, he's a player, he's a I sophomore. just hope he, sti-
2: I hope he sticks around. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we'll but, see about that. All right, go moving but, on. But, uh, yeah, so moving on to number nine, Northwest Catholic jumps in there, uh, they're eight and one, or I don't know, did they play last night? I
2: think they did. Yeah, they are. Did so they nine, won, and they only lost to East Catholic, and, uh. I'm sure we'll bring them, him up. Hey, Good that would brother. be they're really nice
1: fascinating to see Northwest Catholic kind of make a move here. And, you know, maybe it's not just e- East Catholic Windsor.
2: I looked at their schedule. East, C- East obviously is the best team they're going to play. They don't play Windsor. They don't play Glastonbury. They play a a different schedule. They play Avon. They can actually run the table and get to the season. Should be
1: tournament. fascinating. The CCZ tournament is going to be this fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so will the SEC tournament. I think too, as well. That I mean I think the SEC tournament is a lot more wide open than the CC.
2: And the one. new number ten this week, yeah. And we do have a new
1: number ten. Nagadak, Nagadak, uh, beats Ansonia, beats Seymour, beats Derby. When's Nagadak playing Sacred Heart? February twenty first. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so that'll be interesting. I'm, you know, that's one a team that but jolted. they play
2: Holy Cross tonight.
1: So on the road. So yeah, they're, I mean, they're big thing. games are upcoming. Yes, they, they are, have not right? played the type of teams yet, but
2: they're good. And then they were when people were like myself. Well, I I shouldn't say just my the whatever Republican was saying which teams could knock off Segar. If Segar was going to come in the pack, Crosby is always the team I think of. Everybody also don't leave out no time. So we'll see, and we'll see. The, I mean, every team in that spot has struggled. Northwest Catholic remained. And moved up. Obviously, Wilbur Cross dropped out. Wilbur Cross, I Wil- cannot
1: figure Wilbur Cross out. Every time you turn around, oh, that's a big one. They struggle uh,
2: on the road and they play well at home.
1: That's yeah. There you go. That's about the crux of it. They be, who they beat? Who they lost to last week? They lost to Amity.
2: Yeah, lost to Amity again. Right? green in a row, They've lost to them in a regular season, but they <laughs> were able to beat them in the SEC tournament finals <laughs> last year and route to the championship. And listen. It's different kids. It's young kids. I'm not making excuses. It's cross. You don't w- lose some of those games. And law is pretty good. Cross is still the defending else? SEC champion, and so you beat them. They're the champ, right? And that's what I always would say about Hillhouse or 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 Fairfield Prep. You got to beat the champ. And that, maybe it'll be the year. Sh- that's the, sh- the champion worst when you
1: lose this, when you you win this, the league championship and you go in the state tournament and maybe play the team that you know. Hill House. like like they played Hill House last year, Hill House beat them. And Hill House you know, knew you know, like, but they were uh, waiting,
2: they were waiting for that because they knew Cross would be celebrating, and and they beat them. And yeah. it was an off. It was. An, you talked about the, you didn't think Windsor Hill House was great. You should have seen Cross and Hill House. It was not pretty basketball last year. Yeah, coming off a snow storm and yeah, but Hill House won, and they go and lose another game. Yeah. So
1: and then yeah, the other rematch would be you know Windsor wins the CCC, and they go to the state championship game, and then they get you know they basically got the got run out of the building. Uh, Luke Riley put on the zone after getting you, know, you yep. know absolutely crushed by their their shooting, and you know we'll talk to Luke about that in a couple seconds. But uh, and, you know other surprises across the you know the, the FCAC no. is completely settled into what is going. I don't even know what's going on well, he, I think I think Staples people, has lost twice. I
2: think people think that Staples, when th- Jake Daw, the point guard, is there, is the best team, and the two games they lost is when he was not there. So. Um, right. I, do, I, I I think I felt the beginning of the year, and I, my, it has not changed. There was plenty of balance in that league. I don't really know who the favorite. I think other than Staples, I think they might be the slight favorite. You can't discount Trinity Catholic. You can't discount Ridgefield. And you can't discount Ludlow and Ward. So, yeah. But I, any one of five or six teams can win that conference championship. You know, it's just uh, – I mean, You covered them for a lot of years more so than me when you were down in yeah. the post. It's
1: just the FCAC
2: to me. When they lost Harding and Basic,
1: and then St. Joe fell off a cliff, and then. St. So Joe's actually not bad this year. No, no, they had a big, They're not. they had a, not. No, they had a nice. Level. They're they're surging now. They had a nice win, I think, last night. Yes. But it, the That's FCAC different. was the team. Remember, you know, what, 10, 20, not 20, but like 15 years ago, it was the NVL was boss with Crosby and Sagerar and all right. those teams. Um, and then but then the FCAC, you had Trinity and Bridgeport Central and Basic and Harding and Charlie and Shroy. And it was it's it was I, I look at it now, it's like I don't even recognize the league. Like the SEC is pretty much the same. You know, I mean, give or take. But the SEC, you know, Hill House, you have cross, you have Fairfield Prep, Notre Dame making their moves, you know. But the FCAC is just complete since, since they lost the city schools from Bridgeport, and I know the city schools in Bridgeport have not been good. And I think that's a lot has to do with that. I mean, Central not been good. They've been been gut Like the city of Bridgewater's completely changed. Yes. Completely. The best kids, they get the heck out of there. Yeah. They go to prep schools. They did I mean, you saw Barry McLeod, basically. He didn't have a great team. They won two championships to start the decade. And then, again, they fell off a cliff. Harding fell off a cliff after Charlie. You know, they haven't been the same. You know, we saw Bassick and Harding play uh, a game. And I, I was stunned Harding. Only,
2: they had not stopped the nine game losing streak. How do you think I felt? I mean, I, and Bassick, again, is not. Basic has been very good the last couple years. This year, they're just not as good. They'll probably be better next year, Bye. but they lose the middle of town on the road. They lose to Hardy, which is a stunner. But again, the Hardy kids rose up and beat them, and that's a rivalry game, and you never know. We talk yeah. about all these rivalry games all but the time. It, it, but that was surprising. It breaks my
1: heart to see Bridgeport sure. uh, just one of the. It, it just. The city is completely. I don't know. It's just gutted. It's not the same. It's um, too bad. It, I, I don't know what happened. What happened to Bridgeport over the last ten years? Like everybody, it, it, not just not just Bridgeport, but even like St. Joe guys, they're not even going there. You know what I mean? Mm. They're not even going. To, it used to be. Well, who, who'd Harding get? Uh, you know, some Harding kid transferred to Central, or he transferred to, transferred to St. Joseph, or vice versa. You know, and now you had you in know, Notre Dame too. I mean, Notre Dame is actually the, probably the best team in Bridgeport, right, or something like that. I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's a shame what ha- what's, what's going on in Bridgeport, and uh, you know, I I hope that uh, we see a lot more of those teams come back again because it, it, it's it's really tough. And then we had Central Harding that was supposed to be last night, uh, that got postponed. Uh, I from what I understand, it was from because of the shooting at the courthouse. Probably
2: have oh, some precautionary honey. measures, maybe.
1: Yeah, they don't want to. They don't want to have any because it seemed like it looked like a retaliation. Yeah, for somebody what... at the courthouse, and you know, you, you know, you don't want that spilling over into the high schools. Oof. So I, you know, I, that's uh, that was a precautionary thing. It looked like, and we haven't talked to anyone from over there, but they, they they postponed that game pretty quick. But you know, just overall, just it's just you know now Barry's gone, you have Charlie's gone, and you know Bernie's trying to hold the fort down in Bridgeport and. Yeah, it's just the FCX not the same with them and they're not the same without the FCX. So I uh in and, and Harding and Bassett can't even find a league. Like the SEC can't even I don't even think they belong in the SEC. That's a whole nother thing. But anyway. So that's that's what that's a quick quick look at everything. Uh, any other surprises you saw from across the, the state?
2: No, not really. No. Is, it was a slow week. This is the week. This, this is the week, week we've man. been waiting this is for and All right. we'll get to that. We'll get to the game. Right. Without later. further
1: ado, let's get to our interview with East Catholics, Luke Riley.
2: Welcome back to the courtside with Joe Morelli podcast, and our guest tonight is the coach of the number one team in the state, as he was last year, uh, going into a matchup at number two Windsor East Catholic. Coach Luke Riley, Luke, welcome back to the show. How are you?
3: I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me back. It's uh, it's always fun to be on.
1: Yeah, it's like this is your third time. This is you're like Tom Hanks going in a, a SNL, your third timer. <laughs> I think you get a, a fruit so, basket. We'll, we'll bring it up. Uh, to you. I'll take.
3: Any, I'll take anything you can give me.
2: <laughs> Luke, just talk about the season thus far. You lose four starters. Matt Knowling returns. Just talk about guys stepping in the roles. Who those guys are and why you've been so successful thus far.
3: Well, once again, you know we're blessed with a, a great bunch of guys who are selfless and want to win games, and they don't really care who's getting the credit. And I you know, lead off with Matt Nolan, he's just gotten so much better as a player and as a leader. It's when I watch him out there and I, and I hear what he's saying in practice and I hear him in the huddles and at halftime, I'm like, this is exactly what we planned on. And it was exactly my plan for him as his coach that, you know, by the time he got done, he was going to evolve into this great leader and he's, he's done an awesome job. So it's been, it's been thrilling coaching him and watching him evolve as a person. Um, and as a basketball player, and probably most importantly for our success this year, a leader.
2: Um, Again, when you lose four starters, I, what are the... You, we mentioned in the notes of leading, you know, obviously, we advanced tonight's game. The expectations are there for your program. I don't know if it's undefeated or what. I know you probably don't talk about it, but just the fact that you are here in this spot after what you lost, two Division One players, that's pretty impressive, no?
3: Yeah, no, it, believe me, it's... uh it's what we kind of talk about every day. And there's guys in the background working hard, slowly getting better, being completely unnoticed. And, you know, it's all behind the scenes. And, you know, we've been in these positions before, like when we lost Mike McGurl, how good are you guys going to be? We lost Mark Carbone, how good are you going to be? And I could go kind of go down the list of guys. And there's guys like Brody Limerick that were working hard every single day, kind of just waiting for their opportunity um, Luke Stroll's is another guy who's emerged in that way. Like, he's playing JV as a sophomore, and in a world of instant, instant gratification, the guy was playing behind some really good players, and the mantra, be ready when your opportunity comes, is, you know, they've kind of taken it to heart. And the result has been fantastic because you got guys filling in the spots, and we're kind of maintaining the standard, which is the goal.
2: And he's Catholic number one at number two, Windsor. It was in the same building last year, and it was a sellout. I'm not sure why it's not at the Eagles' nest, but I am not Sure, exactly how the CCC does its scheduling, oh, yeah. but anyway. Yeah. Um, I, I'm obviously, if you're going to go to the game, get there early for all this information on the game. Go to gametimect.com. We're going to have it wall to wall coverage. Luke, as a competitor, as a coach, how much do you look forward to these kind of games as far as the atmosphere and just to see, hey, you know, these are the kind of games you live for as a coach and as a competitor and as a former player?
3: Well, you like playing against talented teams cuz you play against talented teams. The hope is that they're going to bring out the best in you. And you know, Windsor's a very talented team and the environment you know is going to be great. unfortunately uh, for us, we've had enough success where when we we sell out and 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 get right. the opportunity to play in front of a lot of wild packed houses. So um that's not so unusual. Uh, you know, I scout, you know, all the time, I'm kind of out every night scouting yes. games. And I think it's kind of unique that we do draw great crowds on a regular basis. So that it won't be any extra crazy there. You know, the guys are kind of used to it, but it will, it'll be, it'll be a packed. It'll be a sellout. And we've had a couple this year. And, um, you know, the hope is the more you play in that environment, the more used to it you get. So, um, you know, it's always fun playing in a big game and, you know, from what I'm, from what I'm hearing, you know, I'm on the podcast for a reason, so it must be a big game. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: obviously, one of the games you scouted was uh, when you went down to the Athletic yeah. Center in, we saw you in there. West, ha- West Haven in New Haven. We spied the, you there. With Hill House uh, yeah. <laughs> having won for 30, led for 30 minutes, and then uh, Primo Spears pr- pulling him out of the fire and, l- and beating uh, Hill House in overtime. Um, what are your thoughts on wins? Again, you know what they, a number of their, their two guards coming back. Big man coming down from South Windsor Ellis. and Allison. Just your thoughts on as far as, not so much game plan, but what you see in that team and uh, what you expect from them tonight.
3: You know, it's kind of weird the way, like, our approach um, is, like, the other team, we really, it's like no factor. Like, the other team's okay. not a factor really for us, no matter who we're playing. Like, we really make it about us, no matter, no matter who we're playing, if we're expected to win, if we're not expected to win, if – it's expected to be a huge rivalry for our preparation and our mindset going in. It's, we totally make it about us and it's, 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 it's never about them. So uh, we know that they're a really talented team. Um, they, we know that the place is going to be nuts and it's going to be sold out. And obviously that's, that's part of the preparation, but in terms of our, our, our thought presses going in, it's just, it's hundred percent about us. And that's where I get the kids focused. And, you know, we don't even, it's kind of strange to say, but it's not – it doesn't matter who we're playing. We know that it's about, about us and our guys and and doing what we need to do to be successful. And if we can keep that consistent, um, you know, hopefully most of the time we'll end up on the, on the right side of the score.
2: If memory serves, you kind of got a built a lead on them early and got to big double digits, I believe second, third quarter, and kind of took the crowd out of it. How important is it to do that again when you're on the road in a hostile environment?
3: Yeah, you know, a hostile environment, being on the road, it's uh, – it, the momentum can shift quick. And, you know, when you're playing against a team that can score in bunches and, and they have a lot of offensive firepower and, you know, they like to get up after you and, and, and defend you real good, you know, you certainly want to try to contain the crowd as much as possible and, and, and control the game, so – you know, that's certainly a factor, and if you don't do that, it's hard to win on the road to begin with. But if, if that gets going and then, you know, everybody, all players, all, everybody involved gets involved with the momentum. Everybody involved in that game starts following the momentum. Um, so you you want to guard against that for sure.
2: How important for you guys, tempo, your pace, your defense tonight? Yeah, you're going to play a little zone coach. <laughs> you're going to dust the zone
3: off? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, we haven't – we haven't talked about what we're going to play on D yet. No, uh-huh. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we um, yeah, you know, tempo is important, but I think one thing that we've done over the years is we've played, we've been able to play a lot of different um, styles, and I think that, that allows us to be successful in the postseason. So, you know, we're, we're comfortable playing a lot of different ways, so we'll kind of see how the game unfolds.
2: Talk of this, I'll be just for a second before we get back to the game. Again, Jalen Hunter was our state player of the year old dominion uh joey riley was a late commit to uh holy cross and obviously we know matt is going to be headed to yale next year just having what those guys are doing now and, and how they're uh, what they're doing for their programs i'm sure you keep track
3: oh yeah no it's it's uh i'm talking to those guys all the time and that's that's part of the beauty of the thing that we got going over at east is that these guys you know, I think we had Mike McGurl was back too. I think we had four or five division one players in our locker room over Christmas. And, you know, after, <laughs> after a big nice. game and it's, <laughs> Oh, it's awesome. It's like the guy, they're, they're great. They're, they're still heavily involved in what we're doing. They're checking in with me all the time and it's just, they're special kids and, and they're, they're all doing great. You know, the goal is to play division one basketball. If you, that's what you want to do. Uh, and the, and the division one road is, is full of ups and downs and it's, uh, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And they're they're all doing great. And they're they're all adapting, adjusting to the game and their environments and their coaches. And they're doing wonderful. And and like I said, they're really happy when they come back as they kind of get a taste of the old and they kind of get to hit, hit the reset button as they go back into their teams and their conference play. But those guys are doing great. And as I think I told you earlier, Joe, like with ESPN three now and yeah. all the, everything, it's like I've seen like. 90% of all Kansas state games with girl, and the Holy Cross games and the old dominion games. And I was down there earlier in the year. I got a chance to see uh, Jalen on campus at old dominion. And, um, you know, since Mike's been at Kansas state, I was able to get out there and see that whole operation and it's just big time. So it's, uh, you know, I was up at Holy Cross last week watching, uh, Joey play. So those guys are doing great and they're, they're great people. And it's, uh, it's great to stay connected with them and see how successful they're being. And like I said, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And they're all But at the end of the day, they're all going to be super successful. And academically they're doing wonderful and they're just great people.
2: How proud does that make you and the school when you have that kind of success and and then the kids coming back to support?
3: Oh, it's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's magic. It is straight magic to, uh, you know, my, my girl, for example, he comes home on Christmas break when he flies and he lands at the airport. There's several occasions he he drives right to the gym. He doesn't go home first. He goes to the gym because he knows we're in there practicing. So that's awesome. um, It is. It's unbelievable. I'm telling you, these guys, they're special guys, and we've created a bond. And they value what we're doing, and they they take the lessons with them, and they're and they're applying it in all areas of life. And you know, I just, it's great. It's awesome. And 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 I'm talking about those guys. They're they're Division One guys, and it's easy to. To connect with them because they have got the basketball thing going, but it's like all the all the guys. I talked to a guy last night who's, you know, playing was was playing is no longer playing basketball and saying, "Hey, good luck! You got a big game tomorrow." So it's it's a great network of, of people and it's a it's a huge uh, family, and that's what we're about.
2: East Catholic coach Luke Riley joining us on the courtside podcast. Um, the CCC, we obviously you're undefeated and wins is right there, the top two, and then you got to me it's Glastonbury Northwest Catholic beneath them. Uh, You play Northwest Catholic. A couple thoughts on them and and other teams in the CCC that people from this podcast don't necessarily may not see.
3: Um, All those teams are really good. They all present different challenges. I think the coaching is really good with different strategies. So, like, as I said earlier, you know, being able to play different styles. Like, you know, everybody's trying to to give you their best shot. You're going to take everybody's best punch, and they certainly have a plan. You know, Northwest is a very good team this year. They have they have a lot of dynamic players, and I know you know they're going to be super successful in March. Like they're going to be they're going to be really good. So, um, you know, they they got I, Coach Marabello. Obviously, you know he knows how to win, and he's going to have those guys ready to go. So, that goes without saying. And you know, the league in general is is there's so many teams. I don't see all the leagues, but there, there's unique challenges everywhere. Like you know, we played a seven footer on Thursday. You know that yes. like, if you haven't seen him play, that's, I, that's... I
2: have seen him. Yes,
3: he... <laughs> I was out. I was out watching them last night, and that's like that's a sight to see. I mean, he's a. He, you don't see that every day. You know, he presents a different bunch of challenges for for teams, and you know, every little t- every team you're out out there, you could say that. You know, East Harford's getting better. Manchester's got a very good team, so it's uh, it's it's a fun it's fun league. You got to be ready every night, and I think it helps us just stay focused on the next one. And you know, it's great to be part of it.
2: Speaking of Donovan, what kind of challenges does he present, and how did Bristol uh, Central look last night?
3: Uh, well, he's so big. Like he's so big. Yep. It's it's you know we have some bigger players, and it's it's hard to kind of get to scale depending on how big the team they're playing. But you know if he catches the ball too close to the bucket, it's over. So it's what, what are you gonna you know what are you gonna do? It's it's uh it's it's unlike things I've seen in the past. You know I remember. You know, last time I was on the podcast, we talked about the old days and yeah. watching Marcus Camby play in high school. And you look at him, and you're like, "Wow, that's really different." And I'm, you know, he's not the same type of player as Marcus Camby, but his size just lends itself to being so different that, uh, you know, that kid's got a got a bright future in front of him. And you know, we'll, we look, we'll, we're not talking about that game yet, but that was uh, no. that's one of the many challenges in the CCC, which is which is fun and unique.
1: That's got to be hard for a seven-footer, man, you know, for a kid, a teenager. to All of a sudden, you're seven feet tall, and you're trying to get adjusted to your body. I mean, I, you know, we've seen other gut kids that, that not have amount of, the amount of su- success that, that this kid has. And I'm seeing him throwing down alley-oop lobs, and, you know, he, he's just – he's been tremendous. and uh, So, I don't – I I'm I'm pretty impressed with the way he's, uh, you know, kind of exploded out there. He's a sophomore, jeez, which is amazing. Yeah,
3: no, no, and we, our big guy too, Brody Limerick, like he, like big guys. I mean, they're bigger players, as you said. They got to adjust their body, and like some of these quick little guards, they've been they've been playing basketball yeah. in that same body their whole life, right? You know? So, you know, you get that growth spurt. You got to piece it all together, and you know, I, I mentioned Brody because I, 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 he's a, he's a long player and he's just getting better every day. So everybody's on a different trajectory, and you can't paint all bigger players with the same brush. But, you know, sometimes those guys develop late, and you certainly want attention late instead of early. And, I, you know, I, I Brody Limerick's a guy like that that's really kind of coming together. So, you know, I'm excited for him, and um, that'll be a good matchup when we get there.
2: The last one of significance that I can think of was Pascal Chukwu. Uh, when, when he came in at traded Catholic, Luke, he was a project. I remember seeing him in the Christmas tournament down at St. Joe's, and I was like, this kid's a project. But he was always good on defense. And he helped – and And then he developed and he went to Fairfield Prep and obviously worked himself into a Division One scholarship at Providence and then Syracuse, and now I believe he's playing overseas. And obviously, like you said, he was a late bloomer, but he had that size. And, in fact, his love was soccer before yeah. when he before he came over to the United States, and that's the thing. Uh, Luke Riley joining us on the podcast. Um at what point does a coach like yourself start looking at the Division One landscape around the state, or have you already?
3: I I may I, I think I'm probably unique to that because I don't look at it at all. Um, okay. I'm not on social media. I don't look at the rankings. No so scouting. Just all scouting. In on the I'm next, sc- on, okay. On the next one. Okay. On the next one. Scouting wise, though. Yes. Yeah. Scouting wise, like. <laughs> well, do coaches do that price.
2: anymore? Or do they exchange film? I mean, you said you go out; you're out every night. You go and look at games. Maybe people don't do that as much anymore. Am I looking for specifics here, Luke? Just do people go out as no, much? No,
3: fi- film film is changing. In the CCC, they just the athletic directors just passed this thing where you can film games. Hmm. So now you got you got a row of coaches at your games <laughs> with cameras. <laughs> so that was that's new and different. Um, is it odd? And I think is it odd. When you yeah, see all these guys lined up uh, yeah, with, with yeah,
2: film <laughs>
3: cameras, yeah, and and not I mean not everybody's doing it, but uh, enough people are doing it. So yeah. um, film, you know, you, you've always gotten film, and, and with it, with that's improved over the years. Obviously, film's very accessible. Like I think our game is going to be televised. At, yeah, on on some local channel um, tonight. Gonna, so there's, o- there's always. It's going to be online. So there's always access to film, but there's nothing like going out and, and seeing somebody live and kind of getting a feel for it. Mm. But you also, you know, you only have so much energy to give. And if you're, you're, you know, and I've made this mistake, you're driving all over the state, watching teams that you might play. Yeah. And then, you know, you have all these notes and all this stuff and all these miles under your belt. And you're like, wow, you know, looks like we're not playing them. So <laughs> it's a balancing act. Uh, and, and around this time of year, you start you start getting more in tune with it, and you say, "All right, who who's who do you got to get out there and see?" So it definitely becomes becomes more of an issue in February as we get closer to March.
2: The one game you lost last year was the CCC. I know you're not looking ahead, but how important is the CCC championship mean to East Catholic?
3: Um. Yeah, I mean, it's all imp- – every game's important. They're all important. Mm-hmm. That's a championship game is important. And at the time when we lost that one, it was really important. And then when we won the next one, it became less important. So, you know, I think it, it changes and, and varies. But that's a tough tournament. Like, that's a real tough tournament. It's a fun tournament. Like, there's, a, there's some high-level teams. And if you look at how the landscape of the state tournament falls at the end with all the different divisions – the CCC is always widely represented, so you could argue that that CCC tournament is the second toughest tournament in the state, <laughs> the, behind Division One, um, depending on the year. And you know, other leagues are really good some years more than others, but um, CCC tournament's a real, real tough tournament to win. Yeah, so it's, it's, really it's important. Yeah. Do you teach? Yeah, at th- it's important and
2: it's fun. Do you teach at the high school or the middle school in Glastonbury, Luke?
3: I teach at the high school.
2: Okay. Is anybody talking about the last two days, tonight's game? I mean, are people talking about it? I know you're in Glastonbury, or do you, do you have to wait till you get to East Catholic? The fans are excited about it, or is it kind of just run-of-the-mill?
3: Um, No, you definitely hear some buzz. You, you, you know, I got – you know, I'm surrounded by, by – they're, they're great kids in my classroom, and I try to get to know everybody on a personal level, and I got great colleagues that are always trying to be supportive, so – just my relationships here people are kind of in tune with what's going on so it'll people will ask me how things are going and you know what's up next and things along those lines so there's 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 always it's nice being involved and it's nice you know being in the conversation and you know hey we're blessed that it's a hey, it is a big game tonight and we're having this conversation which means we're in the we're relevant and you know you can never take that for granted because you work real hard at it it means a lot to you it means a lot to the kids and you know, good for those guys, man. They've put themselves in a position where, you know, this is – this matters. And we're still in January, and people are talking about the game, and they have a chance to go out there and perform in front of a, a big crowd and, and media and all that. And these guys are very worthy. Like, I lo- I really like this team a lot. I love these guys. They're they're fun to be around. They're, They're great kids, and they're great teammates. And it's going to be – you know, no matter how things shake out for us between now and our last day – we're all going to be really sad it's over because this is is a special group with with high character kids and you can never take that for granted as a coach because that's what you that's what you dream about because you can have the biggest impact with kids with that kind of background and nature. So it's an awesome group. We're going to keep attacking it and we'll be on to the next no matter no, no matter what. We'll be always on to the next one and um, we just want to slow down time because we're really enjoying it.
1: What just get to get the Windsor back for a second. What have you noticed about them this year? Differences, you know how, I mean, they, obviously they lost some guys too, but they still have the, t- the two great guards. Uh, you know, what challenges do they pose to you guys or, you know, how do you see the matchup?
3: They're a super talented bunch. They got great offensive punch. They can come in and guard you and they're going to play real hard. They're going to be very comfortable at home. Um, and, and they're really good. So, you know, that's always presents a challenge. And and this time of year, you know, it's, it's it'll it'll be a great regular season matchup. So that's <laughs> all you can ask for.
1: They, uh, I mean, I, I, we talked to Primo after the Hill House game. They were already looking at this one. I know you want to, you know, game by game. How do you deal with high school? I mean, you say you, I mean, it must be tough for a coach. You're like, look, we have to worry about ourselves, all that stuff. But you know back in the in the back of their minds they're all hyped for this one. How do you keep them on that even keel?
3: Well, the best example I could give would be we played New Britain on a Friday night. Right. And and then we played Archbishop Stepanak on Saturday morning at ten thirty. Up at Hoopal. Right. 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 And with this group in particular and what we we talk about, um, we did not talk about Stepanak at all going in a Friday night's game. Mm -hmm. We were, we were only worried about new Britain. Right. And, and we played as if that's all we were thinking about. And I really believe that they, they were locked in on that game. And then after the game, we went in the locker room and, Started talking about Stepanak. And you so,
1: and you crushed New Britain. Like it yeah, their, their coach was like, Oh my god, I can't believe he you crushed were awful. New Britain
2: and he scored the first seventeen the next morning against Stepanak. How is Stepanak. that is that Stepanak, excuse me, is that adrenaline at that point, Luke, or how do you explain that?
3: I think it's a credit to the guys. Like mm. like you said, like how do you do that? How do you not look ahead? And it's like it's they've had great guys doing it before them. Mm. And this is what we talk about. And this is what we embody, and we're kind of living our values. And we have a lot of values and standards associated with our program that are about basketball and beyond basketball and everything right. else. And they've had guys before them, and they've kind of seen the success. And now these guys have kind of taken the baton and been like, "Hey, this is this is this is going to be our approach. This is the approach that's been successful." So it sounds you know it sounds crazy, but that's how they operate this is how they go about their business and that's yeah. credit to them that they have the maturity and the discipline to do that and that's hard to find and that's one of the reasons why we've been very successful
1: business-like i think is the, is what we're looking for business-like yeah business-like approach. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's the approach
2: well we... l- listen coach i know you gotta go back to class uh we appreciate a f- actually more than a few minutes of your time east catholic coach luke corelli had it in joining us in the podcast coach good luck tonight we'll see you in a few hours
3: Thanks, guys. I really appreciate having me on, and I think the podcast is awesome, so uh, keep up the good work. Thank All right. you. Alright, Coach. Thanks a lot.
1: So, Joe, that was Luke Riley, and uh, you know,
2: kind of kind of held back a little bit. Well, he's you not going to give you... He's <laughs> not going to do that. He's not going to be, like, give you, oh, yeah, scouting. He's not. He's. But I think that's what their mantra is, and that's why they've had success, because they don't look past the next opponent. That's how they are, and I'm a little bit surprised. He lose four starters, and and uh, yeah, I mean, right. no, they're playing great. I got, I have not personally seen them, but obviously, when you beat New Britain and then you beat Stepanick back to back, back to back days, less than twenty four hey, well, hours later. Well, that's, that's Duke, kid pr- though. So I, mean. I I know we talked about, but you still go. To the, you gotta make. You gotta get in the bus. Mm-hmm. You gotta go to Springfield. Yeah, you gotta play in that environment. It's rough. So, it's tough. Um, um
1: I, I, just quick on that. Here's how I kind of see it. I mean. I think that you know this it, it, it happens a lot. You have the Catholic school. I saw it with St. Joe over the years, uh, prep maybe. You you, they're supposed. But the Catholic schools are always supposed to be the ones that are even keeled. They're very business like. They don't get their let their emotions get the best of I me. Mean, it's, it's it's a trope, but it's a uh, you know it's a stereotype. But like they're supposed to be the, the you know. Meanwhile, while the kids from like the city public school, they're the ones who get emotional. You know, so you get the the Catholic schools try to get into their head a little bit and okay. get over-emotional. And and I think that's how you kind of – that's what I'm looking at here. You know they lost the state championship last year Windsor. You know they want to prove them to themselves and everyone else that they're legit. Corey, and Primo, we've seen Primo uh, just do a lot of math. So I feel like that's kind of like where we're looking at it, yeah. this, this game, where it's like it's the business-like Catholic school, you know, buttoned up. You know what I'm talking about? I,
2: I don't see it as like that as much as it's competitors and it's guys on the floor. And I see it as – here's how I see it. You have a team that had, returns Matt, Nolan, and four other the guys who have played great. But this is going to be a different kind of atmosphere, a different kind of animal for a team that's out for blood. And Windsor's – assuming they play like they're supposed to, and we haven't seen that throughout, they are out for blood – they don't care who is coming back from East Catholic they want to prove it and they're on their home floor. I think honestly if East Catholic wins this game, I think it might devastate Windsor. I really do hmm. because I think Windsor needs this game. Windsor, about- all right? Windsor needs to win this game more than East Catholic. Absolutely. I've said it. No,
1: I, no, that's a great point. Okay. I don't know if it needs the game. No, it, they need no no, they need the game.
2: Okay. I'm you can just I'm, I'm telling work, you Windsor needs this basketball game because who would they beaten some good teams here's what I'll but say. they have not played well. It
1: will that is absolutely right. It will set the tone more for their season than it will East Catholic. Because East Catholic East, will be fine. East Catholic will be fine. If East I,
2: Catholic I, loses tonight I think people just, expect them to lose. Do they? I don't think people I, people who follow the sport, I don't think the people are gonna be I think people will be honestly generally surprised. Maybe I'm wrong. I would be surprised if East Catholic lost. To be honest with you, I would not be surprised. Uh, I mean, and there's nothing against. The I, I just think it's a tough ask. But can, oh, they're
1: playing on the road. That's right. I mean, they're playing yeah. on the road. I
2: just think if again, if Windsor plays and do and they step, put their step on their throats, put the foot to the floor, and play the way they're supposed to, I think they win. Can not East Catholic beat them? Of course they can. Oh yeah,
1: obviously. I I think to your point. I think. This would it would do a lot more wonders for Windsor winning the game than East Catholic. I think East Catholic would be like, all right, no big deal, we'll get back at it. Was at yeah. the place, we'll see him again. Yeah. Uh, right. Whereas Windsor would be like, if they lost, it would be like, man, we cannot get over the hump here with this guy. What, what kind of team are we? You know, maybe you get a little self doubt there. I, I don't know. I don't know. Listen, Kenny Smith's great coach, good motivator. Uh, but I mean, you look at that state championship last last year,
2: and you're like, and he's saying they didn't listen to us. Let's put you got to listen to East your Catholic coach, man. <laughs> These Catholic hasn't lost a regular season game since December of 2016. Mm. To say that wow. what we do doing for a loss is saying something, and it speaks to the remarkable job that Luke and that program, and again, the mantra of one game at a time obviously works because yeah. they take it the, as such, and yes, they're better than most of the teams they play, if not all of them, but it's still – Win at Windsor and beat New Britain like they did, and to win all these games and to continue doing it again, they lost four stars, they lost two Division One players, and they're yeah. number one in the school. If th- you're th- win- th- those kids aren't, in his, I don't know. Again, I, I haven't seen them, but maybe I'll be sh- surprised tonight. But to lose that kind of talent to be where they are, I'm, I'm, I'm generally surprised. I thought they would have a loss by now. Yeah, and I mean, I, I did. I didn't know who they lose to, but I, I but. What's well,
1: like waiting for S- Sacred Heart to lose? I mean, you know, yeah, I'm still, we'll I mean,
2: still waiting for that. But anyway, we're still
1: waiting. For it. But anyway, so but look- this is just the this is just Tuesday, and we got a ton of other big games
2: going on. Joe, what what's happening? What's, what's the happening? No, yeah, at Holy Cross, which we indicated in the when, opening, when's that? that's that tonight at seven o'clock. Can now now Holy Cross sees this and they see, oh, No, is ranked. Mm. That just adds. What about us? And what about well, the Holy Cross has three losses, right. so they, they, the they, better but, teams. But here here is your chance, Holy Cross. They got Crosby coming up at home next Tuesday. Holy Cross, here's your chance to put your – say, hey, don't forget about us. We're still in this race and making a four-team race in the NBL. Mm-hmm. Also tonight, Wilbur Cross and Notre Dame West Haven. I mean, that's where I would be. <sighs> yeah, if you weren't here. If I weren't going to East Catholic Windsor. I'm sorry. It's just – you can't pass up one versus two. And, uh, no. and Wilbur Cross lost a couple of games. And, you know, I saw Notre Dame last Friday knowing that I was probably coming. And, uh, and obviously Notre Dame, I think. Plays very well at home, and Wilbur Cross has. N- I'm curious how Wilbur Cross answers the bell here. Yeah, so we'll see. Well, the, go ahead. And then th- Wednesday, nothing much really. Thursday night, Wilbur Cross at Hill House, in, in, in the Floyd Little Athletic Center. I'm curious how again both teams react off tonight. Um, and Wilbur Cross, especially against Notre Dame, and then you can go play house two days later. It's not easy. Uh, they're playing on Thursday night, which is a light night. Other than the battle of Undefeated, Fitch at Prince Tech, mm-hmm. Fitch out of the ECC. Are they as good as NFA? Are they in the same breath? And then you got to go I – and mean, you go play at Prince Tech and Cazell Stewart, as we mentioned. And, you know, I, again, a game I'd be interested in seeing if it weren't – Was that Thursday night? Hill yes. Thursday night. And then we talked about Sacred Heart. Again, they face Crosby. We talked at the opening about how the possibility of Nick jelly who's the second all-time leading winner and coach in his 41st year, uh, could be win 700 if oh. they win at Sacred Heart. But, uh, again – Nobody's beaten second-hard year. I thought this would be the year, and here we are, and they still haven't lost yet. So, yeah, and then on the almost February. <laughs> and again, we mentioned Don McClingin and I mean, Bristol Central has a brutal three-game stretch. I didn't mention, but they're at East Catholic on Thursday. They're at Windsor on Monday, and then they play at Middletown on February 6th. I mean, come on. Huh. If they won one of those games, that'd be amazing for them. Uh, and <laughs> if they can win any two of those games, I'd be absolutely shocked. I saw Bristol Central again. It was, it, they caught innovation on a bad night, but it, he's a good player. He's a nice player, and again, as, as Coach Rally indicated, it, he presents matchup problems that you're not used to having. But again, you, Bristol Central also lost a couple of games early, and uh, but again, they I'm, play. With I'm, I'm really I'm, anxious. I'm I,
1: I have not seen him yet. I know. Jimmy Bayheim's looking at him Syracuse
2: offers from UConn from Syracuse yeah. from Providence from Georgetown and yeah, I believe UMass. So little. and he's already he's only a sophomore. You know, so he's a, he's he seems like a generally nice kid and again, he gets the ball inside this in in the in the what do you call it in the zone whatever you, in in the paint, it's basically over. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, how do again. you not zone? I mean, I'm sure he's Catholic plays zone. I If they're going to play a man, <laughs> they're going to have to double. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't. I mean, I, don't, Noling, I think Noling's smart. I don't know if Nolan would actually face him more. So I think Nolan would probably play in space. Yeah. So he doesn't like get in foul trouble or, or you front him, whatever. You know, I'm, listen, I'm sure they'll figure it out. And again, they, that's, he's Thursday? Catholic, probably wins. Yeah.
1: That's also Thursday. My God. There's a lot of good games this week.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can't put them all in. No. Last week I was looking for games. This week they're all playing. This week, so <laughs> so it's a fun week. We'll, we'll hopefully have some coverage of some of these. But obviously, East Catholic window tonight. Right. And and pay attention to game time CT. We have the link to the game as, as Sean indicated. Yep. You have the tail of tape. You go see it right now. You got the poll out there. You got notes. You got. You got everything. The whole bonanza, you need. and uh, you know I. You might even, you know, you might see a couple of people up there from the her staff. You yeah. never know. So, should be fascinating. So, uh, I think we're going to call that a wrap. Thanks for uh, Luke Riley for joining us.
1: We're going to see you all up there at Windsor. And if not, uh, we'll see you at some of the other great games going on tonight, uh, going on this week. And as we move into February, I can't believe it. February, it means we're only a few weeks away from conference tournament time, which, oh my God, where is the time going? It goes fast. So, uh, for. The man, myth, legend, Joe Morelli. This has been Sean Patrick Bowley. Thanks for joining Quartzide on Game Time CT.